everyone. This is Emily Davis, the managing editor of Central Michigan Life, and welcome to this edition of Past Deadline, a podcast that goes beyond the headlines and behind the scenes with our staff. Welcome back to school, Chippewas. The 2019 semester has officially begun, so good luck to everyone as you're starting classes, and I hope you all have a great semester. Today, we're going to be talking about CM Life's work during the fall semester in 2018 and a little bit about what you can expect this upcoming semester from us. So I'm here with Emma Dale, our editor-in-chief of CM Life. Thank you for being here, Emma. Thanks for having me. So let's just start off. Why don't you introduce yourself for people who've never listened before and just like tell us how you got started with CM Life and what your role is. So my name is Emma Dale. Um, I'm a junior at CMU and I'm a journalism major. Um, I became the editor-in-chief of CM Life last semester, so the beginning of fall 2018. Uh, I've worked at CM Life since my freshman year. Um, so this would be my what, my fifth semester or six? No, it'd be six now. Because Been here it's, a while. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, and I started here as a reporter, and then I was a news editor, and then I was community editor, and now I'm editor in chief. And I've interned at the Grand Haven Tribune. I've interned for M Live at Muskegon Chronicle, and this summer I'll be with M um, Live again at the Ann Arbor News. Yeah, very busy girl. Okay. <laughs> So, you've been a student journalist on our campus for a few years now, so could you just tell me a little bit about, like, has your experience changed, just your perception as a reporter and as an editor on campus? My perception as a student, definitely, and my university has changed because um, when you're a journalist on this campus, you're kind of always seeking answers, and you're figuring out those answers. And so I guess I'm a lot more hypercritical of things because I know what's going on. So I think a lot of students are really blind to sometimes what's going on in, in terms of, you know, where is your tuition dollars going? Um, what what uh, buildings are they renovating and what different schools are they investing in and things like that. Um, I think some students don't really pay attention to that things, th- those things, and that's why it's important to read us so you, you know what's going on mm. on campus. At the same time, even though I'm hypercritical of things, I think it's definitely like enhanced my college experience. Uh, I know a lot of administrators and professors and any type of faculty member on campus, um, which has been really nice. I've kind of built relationships with those people, and there are certain people that I can go to when I need certain answers for things and they're pretty um they get back to me in a decent amount of time so that's really nice so cm life is mainly like the voice for students on campus Mm -hmm. like as a whole how have students like treated you like how have they treated cm life and has that changed in the last few years at all so i would say when i first got to cm life um i when i would interview students uh at like events or if i was doing a story most people were always very like respectful, always willing to be interviewed. Um, anytime I've had like a personal interaction with somebody face to face, asking them to interview them or what they think about CM Life, um, it's always been pretty positive. Um, as far as on social media and things like that, uh, mm-hmm. you definitely see way different things. Of you know, CM Life is fake news, CM Life is trash, whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's I never have an issue if people don't like our work. It's not really that. Um, it's the fact that maybe they don't understand why we do it. And they like to challenge our credibility when most of the times we are accurate with our reporting. Um, they actually, they also don't look at the time that is spent for some of these stories. Um, and they wouldn't know all the things that are going on on campus if it wasn't for us. So right. um, if if someone wants to critique our work because they, you know, they maybe don't like something or they like to see something different, you know, I'm so, I'm completely open to that. I like getting feedback from students. Um, but 
when it comes to the point where they're just kind of trolling us to troll us, mm-hmm. that's a little bit of a different story. Um, so Definitely. I would say in the last semester, though, I've seen a lot more engagement from students that I hadn't seen before. I mean, of course, we'll still always have our online trolls, but mm. um, I've seen a lot of people reaching out to us more, which I didn't see in my past years as an editor and reporter here. So that's really nice. And that's something that I hope continues to happen. Yeah, definitely. Because just as a reporter, like that helps a lot to hear from your audience, like positive or negative, just constructive. We want to know what the students care about and what, you know, what issues they're having, because there could be something, you know, kind of um, going on with students that they're kind of on the same type of, they have the same attitude about, you know, Mm -hmm. and it might be something that we are blind to, like we don't know that's going on or we don't have that perspective because we're not in it. Um, So it's it's nice when they do reach out to us and um, we can kind of work together with them. That's something that I'm really big in on is I want to collaborate with students. I want them to come to us and work with us on, you know, telling these stories of the people on our campus. For sure. I mean, just some of the stories we did last semester that you're going to talk about, we could not have written those stories if students hadn't come and spoken to us first. Yeah, yeah, for sure. I guess we can just go right into it then. Let's talk about our semester last semester. Um, You are editor-in-chief, so for people who don't know what that is, that basically just means Emma was in charge of everything in the paper. (laughs) Literally (laughs) everything. (laughs) Overseeing what we did, what our covers were, what we put on social media. Just about everything that has to do with the paper, Emma was in charge. So, yeah, why don't we just get right into it? Do you so, want to? Yeah, last semester, um, our fall semester was really good. It was super busy. There was a lot of breaking news, which I was really surprised because mm-hmm. usually every semester, I would say fall semesters are usually the slower semesters just because, you know, people are just getting back to campus. I mean, I guess we have like tailgate season and, you know, we have football and things like that, but it's usually not crazy when it comes to news, but. Um, last semester was the complete opposite, which is always good for mm-hmm. a journalist. Um, but yeah, we we did a lot of good work. I'm really proud of our um, everyone on staff, and then again, all of our readers for you know engaging with us, and I thank them for that and um, reaching out to us. But some of my favorite editions would definitely be. I mean, I have a list here, but um, we did one on DJ Dill Pickle, which is yes. Dylan, which you wrote. I wrote that story. And um, Dylan Hunter, who is mm-hmm. a 11 year old kid here in Mount Pleasant, mm-hmm. um, who is taking the world by storm with DJing, and, yes. and um, not just DJing. That kid is like he will. He's creating his own songs. He DJs. He gets out from behind the booth and like break dances. And he has those like blow up pickles. Yeah. (laughs) And he's like an 11 year old who's met Wiz Khalifa, like Polly D. I'm trying to think of more impressive people like Logic. Logic, Yeah. 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 Halsey. Like just he's insane. I mean, he's so casual about it. When you talk to him, he's like still a shy 11 year old kid, which is really cool. But. He he performed where like Breakaway Fest, mm-hmm. um, what was um, it Prime Prime Music Festival? Performed at Wayside, obviously a ton at of times. Wayside, which is like the local club in Mount Pleasant, yeah. like our only club in Mount Pleasant. Um, yeah, that was a fun story. That was a really fun feature. Yeah, right. that was a definitely a good community spotlight. Um, and mm-hmm. a lot of people know who this kid is, and they follow him on Instagram. So it was fun to kind of highlight this person that everyone knows mm-hmm. about. Um, another one that I that I really am proud of that we did was um, a feature on Gaia Herrick, who is a student here at CMU, and she is in the marching band. Mm-hmm. Um, and she is in a wheelchair, and it's something that we saw one day when we were we were taking photos at a football game. Um, and our advisor actually saw the photo and said, 
we need to do a story on that girl because that looks like a great feature story. Mm -hmm. Um, So her story is really inspiring um, and just kind of the journey she's had from high school until now um, and how she's, you know, doesn't let anything stop her from pursuing her dreams. So that was really awesome. Isn't she also like one of the best people on the band, just like as far as like work goes like she's like the hardest working person yeah in the band, yeah which is everyone insane. else that we interviewed for that story had so many great things to say about her and just kind of how um you know again she's inspiring she doesn't let anything stop her from doing um what she loves so that was really awesome mm-hmm. um this is another breaking news but um john bonamigo who is our former head football coach when mm-hmm. he was fired on uh, doing that story and that cover and that was kind of something that Nobody knew if that was going to happen or not. So right. it was really interesting to see it actually play down. Um, it, it happened sooner than I thought it was going to happen. That so. was reported like at night right after a football game, right? And yeah, I think we th- knew about it right before it was announced. Yeah, that was um, right. That was, I think, after Thanksgiving. It was like right mm-hmm. after Thanksgiving. Um, and yeah, so I that definitely surprised me. I, I thought <laughs> it could be happening in the near future, but I didn't think it was going to happen as soon as it did. Yeah. Um, but we do have a new football coach, so it's it's exciting to see kind of how that plays out um, in the next year or so. Definitely. Another one of my favorite, uh, there's a lot of sports covers in here, which <laughs> is also cool because, you know, we in the past, we've done a lot of sports covers, but a lot of sports investigative journalism is something that you Definitely. don't always get to do. So I think last semester we did a really good job with that. It's important, too, because sports is like a huge part of what our school spends their money on. Yeah. So it's important to know about. Definitely. Yeah. Uh, So we did one on uh, the former strength and conditioning coach for the baseball team, um, Aaron McClatcher, who left uh, CMU, but he had been stealing Adderall from baseball players. Um, Mm -hmm. So we did a story on that and kind of what happened. Um, And we, you know, that was another one where we did a lot of work with FOIAing. And if someone's not familiar with what a FOIA is, it's the Freedom of Information Act. Um, And that's, you know, you can request documents from any type of body public body in mm-hmm. Michigan um and we do a lot of we file a lot of FOIAs here <laughs> really really helpful <laughs> a lot of money but yeah it's definitely really helpful and it gives a lot of uh, documents and insight on things that happen mm-hmm. so that's definitely one of the ways that we figure out a lot of our information we kind of use a tip and then to back it all up and make sure we can fact check everything is the documents that we get in a FOIA yeah um so that was that was another one of my favorite stories. Um, and then the last one, which was definitely my favorite story of the entire semester, um, was and probably of the year, honestly, I'm going to yeah, say it now. Mine too. Um, was a story we did on Rachel Wilson, uh, who is a graduate student here that Emily wrote. Yep. And um, it was her recounting her uh, her sexual assault story um, and going through her case and what Mm -hmm. happened there I mean do you want to talk about it a little bit yeah um so Rachel Wilson's story is important first of all because it's a survivor coming forward at a time when she really didn't feel like she could come forward anywhere else with her story um when you read Rachel's story you see like she had gone to so many other people for help and trying to make her voice heard and she could only get that done with us um it was also important because The person she talked about in her story who allegedly assaulted her was the former Student Government Association president here at CMU. And at the time, like you reported on him when he was president Mm -hmm. and SGA said that he was leaving 
I don't know exactly what they said. In he, search of better opportunities or he, something. He was he cited personal and uh, personal opportunities um, and personal reasons for uh, his reason for leaving. And it kind of was mm-hmm. out of the nowhere. I mean, it was December 2016. Right. And that that's why the story is so weird because it's definitely full circle because that was my freshman year mm-hmm. as just like a starting out reporter. That was one of probably like the third stories I ever wrote. And then I was like, oh, the SGA president is stepping down. I didn't think anything of it, you know? Right. Um, and Until then, months later, it was announced that he would be going to court yeah. <laughs> for sexual assault charges. Yeah. And so, and then that, I mean, that brings us up to speed of coming up this Thursday, um, Thursday, January 10th, yes. I believe it is. Yeah. Yep. Um, he, Ian Elliott will be in court again um, for a preliminary examination um, for the same case, which has mm-hmm. been gone through so much it's been dismissed and then it's been you know the ag's office had tried to general's office reopened the case well reinstated the charges they filed a motion yes to reinstate it but a judge had to either approve or deny and Mm -hmm. it was denied so they had to file if they want to proceed with it they had to refile new charges which Mm -hmm. they did um and so he is charged with three counts of uh sexual or criminal sexual conduct um, so we'll be hearing about that on Thursday and what happens with that case yes. going forward. And definitely stay tuned with past deadline because we're going to be talking more after the preliminary hearing just about the hearing and kind of breaking down the case completely from the very beginning for people who don't know much about it. Yeah. Because that is really important on our campus and just in our community to see how this is going to play out. Yeah. So it's a couple years in the making. So yeah, very will, long time. We will see what happens. <laughs> All right, Emma, thank you for being here with us. Thank you for having me. And that's it for this episode of Past Deadline, a news podcast produced by Central Michigan Life. As always, we would like to know what you think about these topics and about our paper. So email us at news at cm-life.com with your thoughts or reach out to us on Twitter at CMLife. And that's it. Thank you for listening and have a great semester.